everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Stories of Hope. This is Christine Hotchkiss. I believe everyone has a story that can inspire, heal, and give hope. Today, my guest is Deborah Wright, and her story is pretty remarkable. Although she has a few stories, not just one, but several stories. So we'll allow her to share which ones are um, important that I hope to give hope to someone else around here. Thank you, Deborah, for being my guest today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we've known each other through people, and uh, you just never know who's going to be that one person that says, hey, what's your story? And then there comes Christine. (laughs) Um, I believe that everyone, like a fingerprint, has something that's unique that can be shared. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw a post just recently, and I don't remember the time frame exactly, but you just announced your one year of sobriety. Yeah, March 6th. March 6th. Alcohol sobriety, correct? Yes. You know, we're uh, currently in a situation of uh, quarantine because of the coronavirus, and... um, this could be a trying time for a lot of people where they might want to grab a bottle or do something that would put them in a different state of mind instead of the frustration that we're all sharing. So with that being said, I would like for you to share um, your story about where it began with drinking. Cause I know when we're young, we do stupid things, but it's a choice as to, how often and if we continue to do it? Would you say it started as a kid? Started as a kid, yeah. And kept continued drinking until 53, 54. Mm. Um, what was your turn? What was my drink? Turning, well, you could share that too. What was your drink of choice? Uh, anything and everything that was put in front of me. <laughs> that was good to hear because I'm sure there's not just one. Um, being that you have your one-year sobriety, what was your turning point to decide that? Um, well, my best friend, my companion, my rock, uh, my boyfriend, who is Walt Sherwood, um, he told me, he said he didn't think he could keep doing this because I was getting drunk a lot more and a lot more and just causing ruckus in our family. And I took a look at myself and I said, why am I doing this? I'm going to destroy this lovely home relationship, the love of my life and all my kids. I'm destroying everything. And had my last drink and decided that was enough is enough. And I was just tired of feeling like crap. I, I want to live my life. I want to get up on Saturday mornings and I want to be able to go out and enjoy things. And I wasn't doing that. So it just, it was a snowball of things that I, I was just done. Congratulations again. Thank you. Now, you shared with me a little while ago that this was not your first go-around when it came to addiction. What was that other one? 
The other one was methamphetamines back in the 90s to the 2000s, beginning of 2000s. I was doing that for 10 years. Wow. Um, that I was able to conquer that one um, on my well, own, too. Well, and you know, with uh, addictions, if someone has an addictive personality, which I know a few, um, it's not That'd just be... one thing, it's a few things, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And yours, yours happened to start out with meth, which, um, again, congratulations on that one, because that could have taken your life. Um, and you lived that for 10 years. Yeah. But it started out with alcohol, though. That, that okay. was where started from years ago but then of course as you get older you run into people that show you the other bad things and so I went down that path for 10 years you know life can be so cruel but it can be so beautiful at the same time um, when I say cruel I think that we're like anybody else trying to figure out what this thing is called life going through the motions and the things that happen to us or happen to the people around us. And we always go, I can't believe that. But yeah, we always have a choice as to what we will allow in our lives. And that includes the people, not just the, the bad habits, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, your story has a few different avenues of it. Um, when you said that uh, you were drinking before the meth and then got into meth and decided to cut that, but you kept drinking. Were there reasons why you were continuing to do that? Was it trying to make you feel better, escape from things? Help, help our viewer, our listeners understand what addiction really is and how you've actually overcome these for so many years that you had them. Um, the, I guess the drinking, it was like I quit meth so I can continue to drink. Okay. I've had to give up one. I'm going to do this one. So I just continued to drink throughout my years. Um, and it got worse and worse as time went on because of health issues I was having and um, how I overcame them. I just realized what a beautiful life I could have without all those things. And if God's kept me here for this long, which I always wondered why, with all my health issues, the lung issues, the pacemakers, the heart issues, the cancers, I thought maybe somebody here, maybe there's a reason I'm here. And when you realize you have a good life, I know it took me a lot longer you want to you want to finally i lost a lot of years doing drugs and alcohol and it just tears me up that this happens and if i could help anybody not go down the long path that i took in and out of those things it would be wonderful but i finally had to realize that you know i'm here for a reason um and I love my life, and I love my family, and I want to wake up and start feeling good in the mornings. You talked about all these different health things, and 
one of them you talked about pacemaker. Yeah. Do you have a heart so, condition? Got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, you mentioned some other health things you want to share to maybe help other people realize that even though you have certain things that are happening in your life, that you, you, you can still get through them because I see you as a definite warrior. Um, yeah, I have had two collapsed lungs. <clears throat> um, they are now stapled in place because I would always get pleurisy and my lungs would deflate. Okay. Uh, so they fixed those that, that gone, that went on off and on for years. And then I started having the health issues, which I think a lot of that has to do with the methamphetamine use. Um, now I have a pacemaker defibrillator for the rest of my life. Um, and I've been through cancer twice, 99, my first bout, I went 15 years without it and it came back. Um, and so I did that again, lost my hair both times, chemo radiation the first time. Uh, I didn't have to have the radiation this time, but even worse things happened. As far as I'm concerned, I lost my breasts with no reconstruction um, because I was just too thin and they could barely close me up after surgery. So that's what I'm saying. I've been through a lot of that stuff and it's really hard to look at yourself every day in the mirror when you feel like you've lost a part of you. Mm -hmm. um, I've had to learn to, to get past that. The physical part? You mean the physical part? Yes, the physical part, because it, it's just a part of me is missing, is how mm. I feel. And I don't, before I joined AA, I hated to look in the mirror, but they are learning, they are teaching me to learn to love myself. And it's still a struggle, but we're getting there. <laughs> so, progress. Good. Well, you know, and, and it's always men can uh, relate to this too. I don't think we realize how much uh, self-image is um, destroying people on the inside when they're looking at the outside because society shows us this perfect image on a magazine of the supermodel who she needs to eat a few burgers. No, nothing against anyone who's a supermodel and thin, but is it healthy in the long run and certain clothes fit a certain way or you don't want them to fit a certain way and we look at ourselves comparing, even though we keep being told, don't compare yourself to other people, but we still do. And, you know, I have not gone through what you've gone through. I've got my own story, but I've met ladies who have survived breast cancer and there isn't the reconstruction as well for whatever reasons. And then there are the ones that are, and then you still got, they're not happy, even though they have them. And I think the truth of it is, when it comes to self-image, we truly, and we hear this all the time, you got to love yourself. And I think you mentioned that a few minutes ago with your sponsor and your group about teaching you to love yourself, not what you see physically in the mirror, because there's a lot of within a person. Um, and I have not, we've not been around each other to know each other on a personal level, just by conversation. And I feel that you're a beautiful person. It has nothing to do whether you have the physical that says I'm a woman. 
Um, and I think sometimes we forget that uh, we have to love ourselves and anyone who can be in our lives for whatever reason we're going through our struggles, including your guy, um, that's pretty powerful. So that would say, hey, I'm worth something to somebody. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say. So if there's anything that you want to, because right now is your shining light, if there's anything you want to let another man or woman know, being whether it's a survivor of breast cancer or um, becoming sober or have are on a sobriety, what would you share? What message do you want to share that would be helpful? That life, life is rough. As you see it, we're having a rough time right now, and I'm so, I worry about people that are so in fear right now, because I know this, if I wasn't, if I was still drinking, I would be drinking heavily right now. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I just want them to know that they're, they're worthy of this world, and the drugs, the alcohol, any of that, none of that's going to help you. It's only going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. um, I've had the thoughts of suicide too before, and mm -hmm. I don't want to see people do that. So if I could reach out and let people know, don't let these things get out of control because you are more worthy of being here and there's a reason you're here. Just... Just try to to live every day and love yourself. Love the people around you. The answer's not going to be in the drugs and the alcohol. Um, as, like, I did it for so many years, 50-some years. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad I saw that light, and I want other people to see that, too. I don't know how you can reach it. I don't know how I reached it, the light that finally said, you know, enough's enough. Mm -hmm. But me going through these experiences, I just don't want anybody else to go through these things. And if I can give some encouraging words to anybody out there, it's it's not all about the drugs and alcohol. It's it's about family. It's about love. It's about friends. Yeah, it's... The quality of life, even through the struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for having me on here. Yes. Was there anything? Did I didn't mean to cut you off. Is there something else you wanted to share? Um, hang in there, everybody, through this coronavirus. Agreed. And, and, uh, spread love and not hate i know it's hard to do right now but that's what's happening to this country right now we're just all getting separated and we need to stop we need to come together agree yeah. stop living in fear of one another there's more things to be concerned with and how we can come together to help versus like you said separate yeah. ourselves yeah exactly 
All right. Yeah. Again, thank you for being my guest and sharing your story to inspire, heal, and give hope because I know it was private and I respect that. And um, I hope that you were able to touch somebody hearing you and sharing your story of all the different struggles you had because it wasn't just one story you had a multiple of stories so and to my uh, yeah yeah and there are some stories we don't even hear about because people don't know how to share it or don't want to and that's perfectly okay too i i want to be able to give the opportunity for people to share a story to make a difference because they made a difference when i met them and that's why i chose someone such as yourself thank you yeah Yes. Okay. And to my listeners, I thank you for listening and please subscribe to hear more amazing stories of hope such as Deborah's. Until next time, I wish everyone well. And like Deborah said, hang in there and uh, don't divide. Come together because the last time I checked, this was a global thing, not just us in the United States. Until next time, I hope everyone takes care. <laughs>